I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Tiki Barber and Jared Augustine to learn about their business thusio and how they're really transforming during these days of COVID to virtual events. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. And it's my pleasure. So I want to dive in right with the origin story, because I think that's always some of the most found, uh, fascinating stories. Why did you guys start the business to begin with? Yeah, I'll handle this one, Dave. We started Thusio seven years ago more as a marketplace for athletes to engage with their communities. That's the business community. That's the fan community. And we were doing all kinds of different events from basketball games with your favorite you know, former player to, say, a big event. We did Neo up at, at Fenway Park for a concert for one of our clients. But it was a marketplace that required us to touch a lot of almost all of the events. And so scalability became a problem. We were fortunate that we were able to pivot a lot. And we pivoted many times over the last few years, ultimately to a product that's standalone as an event company where we have a membership based in in New York and Chicago and Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Boston, Dallas, some other cities around the around the world doing live events with great sports icons and these live and unfiltered conversations that are intimate and engaging and our clients love it. And the reason we we wanted to do a business like this is because we know that as a business community, say an FA, a financial advisor, you have clients that you need to entertain, that you need to service in some way. And asking them to go to a, a football game on a Sunday afternoon, which will take you know, five hours, maybe seven hours of their day is not always ideal. But if you could invite them to an event that has a legend of sport for a two hour, you know, meet and greet and, you know, conversation with cocktails, it's easy and over by, you know, eight o'clock, maybe even earlier at times, that client is probably more likely to say yes to Thusio, a Thusio event than they are to, I got to spend the whole day at a football game. And so um, we, we created an alternative and it's, and it's really worked and um, it's been exciting. Yeah, Dave. And I would, I just add to that, like, you know, I think the thing Tiki and myself co-founded the company with another gentleman named Mark Gerson. And the thing that Tiki really saw early on was that there was demand for his time after he stopped playing. And there's plenty of demand while he was playing too. But when he stopped playing, there was demand for his time through general appearances. And it struck us that there was no real marketplace environment to be able to access celebrities and influencers for live experiences. And so that's what we built. And, and we, you know, we built the technology around that. We built a huge uh, talent network to, to on the supply side. And then we were a couple of years into the business and, you know, we, we sort of, we recognized that um, two things were happening. One, many companies and brand, you know, marketing professionals were using the product to just run searches and try to identify athletes for marketing engagements. And, and, and they really encouraged us to move towards offering that marketplace, pro- that search product as a SaaS solution rather than a marketplace solution. And so ultimately we, we had our first big pivot and we launched a software company called Julius, which is sort of the sister company to Thusio. And Julius is an influencer marketing software company that enables brands and agencies to identify influencers for marketing social media campaigns. That's where all the original tech that went into Thusio 
went. And then along the way, we started hosting live events with Tiki's Athlete Network, Mind and March Business Network. And we quickly found that these live experiences were so powerful specifically for, for client entertainment needs. And with that, we asked ourselves, okay, how do we sort of enable this? And we thought an event series with a membership approach could best serve us. And so that's what Thuzio is today and really has been for the past three years is this, this event and membership company. So I want to dive into a point you made there that, you know, there was a lot of demand on your time, Tiki, when, you know, you kind of for post uh, your NFL career. How did that experience give you this unique insight that inspired Thuzio? So the biggest challenge for former athletes, this is our thesis when we founded Thuzio. This is the original Thuzio seven years ago. The biggest challenge is that as soon as you leave your respective playing field, you get replaced. I, you like when I left the Giants, Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw took my place. I, I literally took my place. And not too soon after, depending on your level of success, you lose the fans' consciousness as well. Maybe they keep up with you, you know, what you're doing in the in the community. Maybe they don't. For me, it was different and unique because I got directly into media. But for most former athletes, they lose that like like mental connection with the fan. And so what we knew, and by the way, they also lose their agent, right? Because the agent, even if he's still a friend, he can't monetize that relationship anymore once the player is retired. And so the demands on my time were, they were intermittent and not there was no structure to it, if that makes any sense. And so when we created Thuzio in its, its original form, it was to serve as a as a de facto maybe digital agency for a lot of these players but as jared mentioned what we found was that there there were so many other uses for our product for the talent so we originally were working on the supply side like we were actually a digital agent we slowly started to shift to the demand side and started listening to what our clients were wanting and that's how the evolution the pivot that jared was alluding to kind of happened but what i also found from a personal standpoint was i was doing things that were fun right playing pickup you know our flag football or you know going to dinner with someone who lived you know two two hours away from me or an hour away from me or 20 minutes away from me going to bar mitzvahs being booked to do these things it, it became a way for me to monetize who i was to a community that otherwise had lost touch so let's talk about what you just mentioned there of the evolution of where you guys have gone. So you just did another pivot with the business and you've launched really this virtual only event membership program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What happened was in 2019, we were strictly a live event business and we ran about 50 events across 12 U.S. cities, activations at Super Bowl and NBA All-Star, Masters, a number of other highlights. And this membership community attends our events, they bring their clients to them. And so then COVID hit. And in March, we canceled all of our events. You know, we started by just canceling through June, then we canceled through August. And now we're, you know, definitely in question of whether live events will be back at all here, you know, in, in Q4, um, you know, call it a coin flip, and it's probably city dependent. But we, with that, had to really, you know, reinvent the event product for our membership community. And, and frankly, they made it easy because they asked us to do so. Um, and we started run, running virtual events. And that was in April. And since April in six months, we're now, the business is now, the virtual business is now twice as big as the live event business was in six short months. 
because of the demand for this product. And what we've been doing for the past six months are really custom event activations for major corporations from our corporate membership community. So these are big companies like you know, JP Morgan and Verizon and Sparity and so on and so forth. And it's been a very, very, what, what we learned is these, these virtual events can be very successful. If they're run well, you can't treat them like a Zoom call. You have to treat them like an event with a run of show and gifting and all the elements that make live events important. So you have to run them very well. And it turns out they're, they're very cost effective for companies because the cost to produce is lower and the event attendance is actually higher because it's easy it's easier to get to a virtual event than a live event. So really, you know, positive return on marketing dollars for these companies. And yet we were struck here at the end of the summer that these events were really only accessible to sales and business development teams at these major companies. Small business owners couldn't afford to do them on their own. You know, sales professionals at, at mid-sized uh, businesses, their companies weren't running them. And frankly, if you weren't maybe part of this, you know, one, even divisions at companies who were organizing these events, couldn't access them. And so we wanted to create a product that would democratize access to this great virtual event format. And so that's what this new virtual membership is that we launched this week. So each week we host a virtual event. It is a uh, members only event and members are able to bring up to three guests. So you have to either be a Thusio member or you have to be a guest of a Thusio member to attend the event. Anyone can join as long as you register with a business email and your LinkedIn account. So we can verify that you're using this for professional purposes. And it's $495 to join for the whole year. So you pay $495, you can go to every event if you want and bring up to three guests. And so this is now, you know, our way of, you know, it kind of took us six months to figure it out. What are virtual events? How are they supposed to run? How can they be very effective? And now that we've figured that out through the custom event business, we're rolling out this, this membership-oriented product that's more of a, a subscription for entertaining during COVID and, and beyond. So you, know, you mentioned you're democratizing kind of the access, but related to that, you know, the very definition of business entertainment has changed during the last six months. Mm-hmm. How are you seeing your kind of traditional clients respond to that? That's a good question well, because, think, yeah, yeah, we still ahead. service them. Um, and, you know, our traditional clients, we often find are, were, would, would come be a part of some of these other events. Uh, we would ask for access. But it was also one of the, I think, catalysts behind this new product. We know that our, our client base loves these virtual uh, live events. We, we know that they love them. They go, they're engaging, they feel intimate. It's, it, it's a setting. We always find settings that, that make it feel like you're in this, this cocoon of, of conversation with a, a legend of sport or culinary or whatever it may be. And we had to find a way to, to continue to service them. So that's kind of what led to this virtual membership in short order. But I do think that the bespoke, bespoke events that Jared is talking about are were the example of of how we knew this would work because they were they were so well attended they were very successful. We had a couple of clients who would say, you know, the ROI on on doing these of these type of events so outpace anything that we've ever done that we we need to find ways to do them more. And so that's why we started to ramp up this business, and that's why you know at some days we'll ha- we'll do five events a day, bespoke events. So we know that there's a demand for it uh, for a membership audience. So when you look at those uh, bespoke events that you've been organizing, as you said, you're doing up to five a day, and then you're now doing the membership program. 
what have you learned about you know how to do a virtual event and what lessons do you think other businesses can take away from the experiences you've had i can offer up uh you know the point of view from the operational side and i think tq will have some some good ideas too because he's he's involved as a host and moderator for several as well um i mean i can tell you that you have to treat it like a live event what that means is there's a lot of pre-planning you have to have a run of show you have to think about your customer experience from the moment they get the invitation to the moment that they're exiting the event, you have to think about how do you bring the person on screen to life? And one of the, the, the um, great ways of doing that is through uh, gifting products alongside the event. You have to think about the format itself. So, you know, we'll give you an example here. So tonight we have a, an event with David Wright. This is a membership event. So this is, this is uh, really the, the kickoff of the virtual membership series. Uh, we ran a few this past summer just to, to pilot it, but this is the first formal one since the announcement of the new membership type. So David Wright, New York Mets legend, you know, everyone is going to receive a unique link to their uh, Thusio Zoom login, who's RSVP'd to attend to our website. They're going to be able to um, click on that link and go in to see the show. And the show is going to be you know, Tiki interviewing David for about 30 minutes, and then it'll open up to audience Q&A where we'll actually bring audience members on screen to ask David questions, you know, one-to-one -one there. And then, uh, you know, that entire experience will take about an hour. And alongside that experience, David Wright is offering uh, or has, has a new book out, which is part of the reason he wanted to do the event. And we're giving all of our members the ability to purchase a book to be shipped to their guests who are attending that event that night. So that's just a simple way, you know, a book shows up at your door and it connects you back to that event and it connects you back to the partner of yours or business contact of yours that invited you to that experience. So that's that, that gifting element. Another example would be that we've been doing many events with sommeliers doing wine tastings. And prior to the event, our clients, our customers who are running these, will have that, uh, you know, that wine being spoken to and, and provided during the demonstration, uh, the virtual event, they'll have the wine shipped to their guests so that they can actually have the bottle of wine and they can, they can watch the show and they can participate. So there's really, you know, and we think it's really important to, to create a live and interactive element to really round out the event experience for virtual. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. One of the things you hear with virtual events is this fear of drop-off. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody RSVPs to a physical event, there's a, an obligation you feel like to appear. And we hear some people say, well, in virtual, that's not necessarily the same. How have you guys overcome that? Is it just the draw of the person that's going to be there? Or what have you seen as you organize these virtual events for your clients? Yeah, I, look, I'll take that. I think, 
this is the hardest part, right? Like the hardest part of client entertainment is getting, first you got to get the, you get your, you know, contact to open the email for this invitation. And then whether it's live or it's virtual, it's got to be something that touches on a passion point with them that gets them to say yes. And again, this goes back to the, the founding principles of Thuzio that, that, that Tiki, you know, acknowledged there at the beginning that, you know, if you have a client who's a foodie and you invite them to a culinary demonstration, well, you've got a pretty good chance of them saying yes. And we would argue that with virtual, and then, okay, so the, first you got to hit a passion point. The next thing is, is it has to be relatively convenient. Everybody's busy. So our live events, we host on weekday evenings at really excellent locations in major business districts. Again, so people can attend that event right after work. You're not schlepping out to a stadium or arena or giving up an entire weekend day at a golf course. So again, then it has to be convenient. So hit a passion point and then it has to be convenient. And obviously virtual can check both those boxes. That's what this virtual event product does. And it's even more convenient. So I think that drop off, it's a concern whether it's live or virtual. It's, the, it's sort of the hardest part. You invite someone out and you hope they can make it. But we think because virtual, and we've seen data that would um, speak to this or pr prove this out, because it's virtual, it's easier to attend. You're going to actually have a higher redemption rate. So I want to dig in a little bit more on that uh, point you made about the the influencer has to be a draw kind of to get the person to say yes. What are the qualities that you look for in an influencer? Because it obviously goes beyond just a big name. Yeah, it's definitely, it's beyond just the name because some influencers, and this is where we find our expertise comes in handy as we do our own events and as we suggest folks for the custom events as well. When we first started Thusio, we knew that the retired player had a better grasp on his story. He could tell it differently because he wasn't actively living it. We've, we've over the years, learned that that's not necessarily the case as we've had some great events with some current players, you know, quarterbacks and, and others across the, across the country. Jamal Adams, which was great here in New York as, as well. But I think what we have grown a knowledge of is who is really good at engaging, like who would be the great uh, motivational speaker at XYZ event. And that's who we tend to, you know, book for our, our member events, both the live ones and now the virtual ones. So we've had David before uh, about a year ago, maybe even less than a year ago, we had David Wright. And it was the first time that I had interviewed him, but I know he's a Virginia kid. He played for the Tidewater Tides. I think that was the name of it. it. Might be it's a different name now, but that's what it was then. And so there was this just connection that allowed he and I to have this fun, engaging conversation. The same thing could go for Lawrence Taylor, who I've who I've done many interviews with. We know that it's going to be entertaining. He's going to say stuff sometimes with a lot of explicatives and and always with a something a brown liquid in his hand that's going to get people excited and engaged. And so we've develop this knowledge of who's good at this. And we know that it's going to be entertaining. And so part of it is the name. Yes, obviously you want someone who people are going to recognize when they see the name. But for us on the development side of these, of these events, we know we got to deliver a great product. If someone got up there and was boring, it would be hard for the interviewer, whether that's me or someone else that we've hired, and it would be hard for the audience to stay engaged. So I think um, we've gotten good at it, and you know I don't, we, we don't want to you know brag about what our expertise is, but I think we've gotten really good at finding people who are, are great at presenting, whether it's in person or virtually, as we are now doing. 
So I want to talk about some of the upcoming events that you have. Um, you, you, as you mentioned, you just recently launched the virtual membership. What are some of the events that you have on the horizon over the next few months? Let's see. We have David Wright tonight. So that's going to be a Q&A, uh, you know, a, a sports roundtable Q&A uh, format. We have Chef Jose Garces next week. That will be a culinary demonstration. You know, and for the culinary demonstration, we will display ahead of time. Everybody who's attending will know what's being prepared. And so they can actually go out and purchase those ingredients on their own if they'd like to, to participate and go along with Jose while he's cooking and taking their questions and whatnot. The next week, we then have Amari Stoudemire, which is a interesting event because we'll be talking to Amari about his playing career, but also about his, his, his wine company, which is very important to him. And then the week after that, I, I'm pretty sure it's Gary Vee where we'll do a talk, a uh, business discussion and talk to him about all of his great successes and his, his current, um, you know, he, he sees the future. So we'll get a chance to hear that. So speaking about kind of that, uh, the future and where things are going, you know, you guys made this change, adding the virtual event format in. When we look forward to, you know, 2021, how do you think this landscape of how people do business development and business entertainment is going to transform and change and kind of evolve given what we've just been through? We believe virtual business entertainment is a new category that, that's here to stay. We believe that because the product's really strong. So people really like it. And we look forward to like every event company and every, you know, everyone in sports and entertainment, we, we, we look forward to live coming back and having our live event business back. And that, that's going to be awesome. We can't wait, but we don't think virtual is going away. And I think it's fair to say, you know, that when you look at the corporate entertainment market overall, that there is share that will go to virtual going forward. And how much of that is, is, is unknown, but it will be there. You know, it's not going away. I also think that the live and virtual events aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Obviously, packing a room is job number one when we have live events. But as we've been thinking about this, there are certain parts of the country that just don't have access to live to our live events. Generally speaking, we we like to open our um we used to call it you know, executive clubs, but now these these li uh, you know live and unfiltered interviews they're in major cities, so New York and or sports cities, I should say, New York and Philly and Boston and L.A. and Chicago, et cetera, Dallas. But if you're in the middle of the country, there's not a professional sports team there. We haven't we don't run events in those markets, but the virtual aspect and the virtual membership that we've been talking about now gives away potentially, and we have to figure out the logistics of this, for people that are not local to attend events that they're, they're not even in, in the same state. And so that's where it starts to get exciting. Um, and that's where, as we think about the future for Thusio and the, the additional technological add-ons that can enhance our product, is that's what makes us you know, really excited about you know, 2021 and beyond. Well, gentlemen, I really appreciate you sitting down to talk. Love the new model you've built with Thusio and uh, can't wait to experience the uh, the events myself. Yeah, Thank come you, on Dave. out. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, certainly. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.